0: Locked on Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network,
1: your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked on Flyers podcast for Friday, December 24th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high quality content that is so happy. It's World Juniors time, Russ. Happiest time of the hockey year in my opinion. I mean, I,
0: I love it. I have, I've always said if there was no NHL during the World Juniors, I'm always okay with that. <laughs> and it just happens to be this year.
1: Always fun getting to know who all the new kids are coming up. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You'll keep up to date on all the Flyers news, our episodes, and you can also email the show at lockdownflyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at RMiriam. I am here with Russ Cohen, who is on Twitter at Sportsology. Like I just said, we are going to be mostly talking about the World Juniors Tournament this episode. We've got some Flyers players in it. We've got some prospects. We're going to talk about all the teams. So exciting. And then we'll wrap up with some holiday-themed questions and our gritty thing of the week. Locked on Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening right now. So subscribe and you will get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network. All right, so World Juniors starts on Sunday, December 26th. It runs through January 5th. You can watch all the games on NHL Network. And the groups this year, I think, are pretty fascinating. Uh, Canada seems to have gotten away with one a little bit in Group A. Uh, Finland is in that group as well, so they're always tough. Mm -hmm. But the remainder of the group is Germany, uh, Czechia, and Austria. Whereas Team USA is in group B with Sweden, Slovakia, Russia and Switzerland. So a lot of tough teams in that group. There are, but I'm going to
0: tell you that this year Czechia is going to upset somebody. Really? Yes, there there's guys on there I like. There's at least 5 on there that I like. David Yerachek, one of them um there's there's some good guys I mean um Jan Meshach is another one I just wrote about him spoke to him about a week ago he's the captain uh I had prospect so yeah actually they they have some players <laughs> they have some good offensive players and some good defensive players so they may have a little firepower for a change
1: well that'll be fun um let's get into it though then for for each group. I think, you know, you started off with group A and Czechia maybe being an underestimated team in this tournament. And so we're looking for each group like what's our top team and what's our underestimated team.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going to definitely go with underestimated for Czechia and and the uh top team is Canada. The Finns are always tough. There's no question about it. Germany has been getting better every year. So it's not a total slam dunk. But for a team like Canada, could Finland do some damage to them? Yes. Could Czechia beat them in an early game when Canada is never fully sharp? Yes. Uh, It's not likely, but it could happen. So I don't want to say it's a full cakewalk. I think it's a little better than that.
1: Interesting. I do want to give a little side note about why we're saying Czechia because uh, their hockey federation has requested that the country be referred to in the tournament as Czechia. It is uh, commonly, you know, colloquially referred to as Czechia there. Um, I did actually talk to a friend of mine who lives in Prague about this. And uh, he said that it's controversial in some circles, because if you directly translate Czechia, it really only refers to the Bohemia region of the country, which, you know, Mm. kind of, leaves out the people that are from arabia and celestia and so it it has some controversy there but it is a thing that is happening and so that's why we are doing it and i'll tell you how i found out (laughs) i was on
0: sirius xm and i said the words czech republic and then of course because the megaphone's so big you know five minutes later someone's on twitter and says hey um just so you know it's czechia now and here's how you pronounce it and if you don't mind say that and i was like okay like, you don't have to ask me twice. I'll do it.
1: Yep. So, I just thought it was interesting that there is some controversy in Czechia about. Who the knew? So, looking at Group B, uh, USA, Sweden, Slovakia, Russia, and Switzerland, uh, who's your top team there?
0: It's the US. And I'm going to say the underestimated is going to be uh, Switzerland. Sweden has some good players, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's you know, William Eklund, there's Simone Edvinson. They had two really good goalies in Wallstedt and Klang. But, you know, Switzerland has some good low-key players too. I know we're gonna talk about one later. And I just feel like and Russia, honestly, they mixed, they left out some players. Deno Chaika is not there uh, as an example. So they they left some players off. Uh Daniil Gushkin, who's terrific. I mean, this is a kid who I've been watching for two years. And he's a big-time goal scorer in the OHL, and he's not there. So a little bit of politics playing uh, playing in there with Russia. They do have Askarov in net, though, and as long as he can hold on to his stick.
1: That's what I worry about. Is <laughs> He's been a little uneven, I think, in his international play.
0: He has. This is a chance for him to to set that straight. We'll see if he does.
1: For me, I hadn't really thought about Switzerland uh, because, to me, that's a team that would rely very heavily on goaltending in order to you know, steal some games. Mm-hmm. But I felt like, you know, Slovakia or Russia even might be a little bit more even in terms of the talent throughout the roster.
0: I think you're right. I just think that maybe if Russia has some of the wrong players, sometimes they could self-destruct, too.
1: Yeah, let's talk about that. Because you mentioned some of the politics there. And one of the decisions that the Russian Hockey Federation decided to make is to only use players who play regularly in Russia or in in the KHL or the MHL.
0: Which is a joke, right? I mean, it's like, again, Gushkin is such a high talented player that why wouldn't you want this kid on your team? Simply because he's playing in North America? Is that really uh, an answer, like, is that really what you're going to go with? I just, it, it just bothers me that in this day and age, Russia's still going to hold with that. And, and Shaik you know, a really big defenseman. Like this is a guy who in a tournament like this would do really well. Again, they don't have the greatest defense. They don't. And so for them, To just leave the guy off just based on where he's playing, I don't get. Um, Just to give you an example, uh, for Niagara, Gushkin this year has 17 goals in 22 games, 29 points. Like, you're really going to leave that off your roster?
1: Yeah, it, it is a questionable decision for me as well. I just You would think that this year especially, it feels like there really is an opportunity to topple the big powers here. So why wouldn't you take every opportunity to do it?
0: Right. But again, they've had so much turnover. Like last year I, I um I interviewed Igor Larionov and I thought he was gonna do a good job. Things got derailed a little bit, so then they switched it around again this year. They keep switching it around. They never give the junior job to anybody long term anymore in Russia. And as a result, you don't get any continuity. And I do think that's a, a big issue. So Chaika just to give an example, as a defenseman, seven goals, 22 points in 27 games, and he is, um, his measurable 6'3", probably 185, 190 pounds. Like, why wouldn't you want that guy there?
1: Mm, Seriously. That is a very good question.
0: Yeah, it's just, this helps the other teams. It does. And this is where Russia sometimes, again, goes with the nationalistic view instead of let's get our best players.
1: One of my favorite things about this tournament is picking a fun underdog team to root Mm -hmm. for. And, you know, occasionally you get to learn about some cool players and you get to see maybe a goaltender steal a win. Um, You know, in the past for me, it's been Germany or um, Kazakhstan that one year and um, Austria as well. Is there like a fun underdog team for you in this tournament?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go check you. They're my team this year for that. I think um, I'll be watching them as much as possible. Although last year, they gave the coach gave me really lousy quotes <laughs> as, as part of the media. But that's okay. Um, I'll tell you one fun thing about the World Juniors, too. And I can't remember the name of the player. But this was when it was in Vancouver in, I want to say it was 05? I asked a player about um, a play on the ice. There was a, a penalty. And I said... You know, that was kind of a rough play. And he goes, yeah, I took a run at him. I did. (laughs) I talked to my guys and I told them the minute I got on the ice, that's what I was going to do. And I did it. (laughs) It was just, (laughs) of course, it was the lead of my story, right? But it was just so refreshing. (laughs) He was just like, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I did it. Yep. That was me. (laughs) And that's what I like about some of these countries.
1: Yeah. And that's some of the fun stuff in this tournament. Well, the Flyers have some participation in this tournament, though not as many as some other teams. We, we've talked about that a little bit, but we will get to our guys in a little bit. But, you know, it's we've got that holiday feeling in the air with World Juniors happening, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Actually, maybe it's even kind of better than a candy bar, and that's Built Bar. It has so much holiday goodness. It has decadent flavor, and it's covered in chocolate. But it's amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, but also high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. And they have so many amazing flavors to choose from. Are you going to have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and finish up all of your last minute shopping. Throw one in your jacket or your purse. You never know when you're going to need it. And if you want to cozy up with something warm, dip your Bilt Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. You let it melt a little bit and so you flavor your hot chocolate with some Bilt Bar. It's so good. And if you like those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through, with different flavors all covered in chocolate. So go to Bilt.com and use the promo code Locked Fifteen, and you'll get fifteen percent off your order. That's promo code Locked Fifteen for fifteen percent off at Bilt.com.
0: No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're playing you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in the head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. And here's the crazy part: Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face them one-on-one. This never-before seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better, because you ne- you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. You are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat, stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head to head is what daily fantasy should be one on one. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com/hockey and use promo code hockey. For a 100% match, that's StatHero.com slash hockey. Use promo code hockey for a 100% match. StatHero.com slash hockey. Promo code hockey. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Once again, thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. And for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. They've got nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from all our local experts. Hey, that's us. (laughs) Listen to Locked On Now on your favorite podcast platform, or you can watch it on YouTube. All right. So like I said before the break, uh, we have three players in our system in this tournament, And I think, you know, the one people are going to be talking the most about is Elliot Denoye on Team Canada. Uh, Mm -hmm. We've talked about him a lot on the show. He's currently playing with Halifax. And in 23 games played, he has 36 points, having a hell of a season.
0: Yeah, he's got a lot of speed and he knows how to get to the net. Slick one-timer, really good hockey IQ. So right now at the level he's at, he probably is a little better than the level he's at. It'll be interesting to see how he does on the world junior stage and where Team Canada plays him. They could play him top six, and he could be one of their best scorers. If they play him middle six, he could still be one of the best scorers. They put him on the fourth line. Well, I mean, it's just like I'm trying to, like, cover the bases. But if they put him on, like, the fourth line, I don't know how much he's going to score. So it really – and they won't have a fourth, like, checking line. They'll just have a fourth line of scorers, right? But, again, it really is going to depend where he plays – But he is, I would say, ahead of schedule. Last year, I was a little bit like up in the air because of the way the league was. They weren't playing everybody. I had to see if he really was making this growth. He showed the growth in in camp, and so now he, he really has showed it this season so far, too. So this is a situation where he's got it all in front of him. It all just depends on the opportunity.
1: Yeah, you know, and it was a bit of a surprise, I think, to some people that he made the team to begin with, you know, looking back over the past few months, I don't think a lot of people would have predicted it, you know, three, four months ago. So I am very interested to see how he does in this tournament. And, you know, if he can get on the score sheet and how he looks like amongst that competition with Team Canada, and and is he standing out amongst the bunch there, right?
0: Yeah, you hope he gets some power play time. If he gets power play time, he'll put some points up for sure.
1: All right, our next guy is the captain of Team Sweden, and that's Emil Andre. Uh, he's currently playing for HV71 in the Swedish second division. And uh, he's been an interesting prospect for the Flyers just because I think he's just a, a quieter guy and he's not really, like, flashy. So mm-hmm. it's hard to, like, get excited about him in a way that you would like a forward like denoyer
0: yeah but i'll tell you the strengths for him is he's a really fast player exceptional puck rusher good in the offensive zone excellent on the power play he is a complete offensive defenseman he's not bad on defense he's more of a puck retrieval guy he's not the biggest guy but you know he could hold his own defensively he's not a liability so in a tournament like this, he could really help Sweden in the offensive end. And I think the Flyers would, would like to see that. Again, this is all like fantasy stuff, though, because when he gets overseas, he's going to play in tighter quarters. He's going to be, uh, sm- we won't be smaller ice than this tournament, but smaller ice than HV71. And so you'll see how he adapts to that. I think he could adapt to some degree. I don't think he'd be as offensive as we see now, like, I don't know if he'll be a Sam Girard type, even though he's actually bigger than Sam Girard. Um, But I don't think he's quite the skater Girard is, but I think he's getting there. So I would expect him to put up points. I would expect him to be on the top power play uh, for Sweden. And, and we'll see what he does.
1: Yeah, I think this will be a really important milestone for him as far as, you know, what the Flyers think of him and where he could potentially fit in down the road in in terms of you know coming over to North America
0: yeah one last key thing is um Zion Nybeck who also plays for HC71 has a hell of a shot so if he gets to work with him on the power play that's you know that's a, a good combination where they know each other already
1: our third guy is Brian Zanetti, who is on your team, Switzerland, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he is currently playing in North America. So as far as his development goes, I think that's a good thing. Uh, he's he's in Peterborough, has nine assists this season uh, as a defenseman on that team. I, I think it'll be fun to see what he can do, especially when, like you said, Switzerland really doesn't have anything to lose here.
0: No, they don't. And... And honestly, I think he was getting used to uh, – he has to get used to Peterborough. Uh, in camp, he talked about going there and was excited to go there. But, you could, you know, this is all, all new for him. So mm-hmm. I think he could put up more points in the second half of the season. He's a very good skater. He's definitely got uh, a physical side to him at times that I saw. He's good gap control, good stick and puck work. So there's a lot to like there. And in a tournament like this – The only thing that could hurt him is, hey, he's going to have to go up possibly against like Hayden Gooley and Jake Sanderson. And, you know, that's (laughs) that's a big time matchup. So we'll see how that part of it works out for him. But this is great experience for him. And the fact is, you know, he's a late round pick, fourth round pick. So I think this is good for him. We'll see what it does for him. And he's going to need to be in the OHL for a few years is quite a difference from, you know, playing U20 in Lugano and, and playing in, in the OHL. And so, you know, he's 18, he's not turning 19 until March. He'll be on the World Juniors again next year, and then you sort of see, you know, where he's at. But I think this this is a guy that has ability, and I think we're just going to see how quickly he adapts to North American hockey and North American ice, which is good that he's playing on that now because he has some size. And he knows how to use his body.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, like you said, the path for him is a little bit longer, but I think there's enough runway for him to be able to make that progress on the time, you know, on his own time, which is good.
0: Yeah, no question.
1: All right. So turning our attention to maybe some draft eligible prospects in this tournament, I know we've talked to or we've started to talk about some of them on this show that uh, may or, or may not be in this tournament given how tight the USA and Canada rosters are. Uh, but is there anyone that's draft eligible that you're thinking would be good for Flyers fans in particular to keep an eye out for?
0: Yeah, I mean, Brad Lambert is a hell of a prospect. There was a time where a couple of years ago he was thought to be the first overall pick. And because he started off slow this year, he's kind of dropped like a stone. If he does well in this tournament, the Flyers may never get a shot at him. But if he just has an okay tournament, they might. And so, depending on where they finish, which again, if they were to, you know, if he were to, he might be there around 15. He might. It all depends how he does in the tournament and the second half of the year. He has great skill. Like this kid can skate. He's got great skill, but he hasn't been able to really show the finish. And so, we'll see how that goes. He can sometimes be a little too fancy. And I think he's starting to reel that in as he gets a little more experience. So big talent here, lots of speed, lots of offensive ability, like lots. Like this isn't just a guy where you'd say, oh, yeah, he's got some offensive ability and he might be able to get, you know, 15 goals in the league. No, this is a guy, if he ever were to reach his potential, could could get 30 goals in the league. But that's if he really reaches his potential. So that's a guy who I think is really interesting to watch. I mean... You know they'll never have a shot at a guy like Shane Wright. They'll never have a shot at Logan Cooley unless they get lucky in the lottery. Right. So I don't. Th- I don't think those guys will. Um, will be there for, for the Flyers. So yeah, I think he's one to watch out for. And, and
1: just want to say he's on the, the team from Finland. Just so you know where to. Find yes, him.
0: Yes. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Team Finland. Well, it, you know, yeah, he's got an interesting all family tree and and everything else too. So, yeah. Other than that, off the top of my head, I would say other guys may emerge, but those, those are guys that I would look for right this minute.
1: Do you think there's any shot at some of the draft-eligible prospects from the Russian team because of the politics, like you're off um, actually making it over to North America?
0: Yeah, I think in this draft, teams are going to be even more standoffish than, than usual. I really do. Unless you're a You know, a slam dunk top 10 pick, it's probably not worth the risk because, again, if you get a Russian player, you might be talking a four-year wait just to come over. Right. And I don't think the Flyers are going to want to do that. I could be wrong, but if Chuck's still there, think about it. You know, he drafted Kaprizov and he never got to see him play as a GM. Like, he just didn't.
1: So predictions, Uh, who do you think comes out of each group?
0: Well, I I do think it's going to be USA Canada. I think that's the way it's going to go. I still think the U.S. is a better team as a team. I think Canada has better overall talent. There's no question they have more scoring, but the U.S. has a very feisty, good team with good scoring it's going to, it's a lot of it's going to fall on Drew Camesso. And, you know, in a way I would say he's sort of, and and some people will take this the wrong way, but when you see like the breast of, of O'Brien Elliott, he, this guy's taller, but, um, a little taller, but I think he's like that. He could, he, he's not going to kill you. He's a good goalie and he could rise to the occasion for some big saves and that's good, but you do have to clean up the mess in front of him sometimes. And so that's going to be a key thing, is to be able to clean that mess up in front of them. The U.S. does have a very good defense. Like, they're loaded. And that's going to be the key for them, is can they basically keep that crease clear? And I think they can. They've got some really big, heavy guys there. And that'll be the big job. They can do that. Then I do think, and they're going to block a lot of shots, too. And that's the other thing. Their PK is very good. So I do think that could be an equalizer against Canada but listen Canada is going to be out for blood I mean
1: Mm -hmm. you know it's hard for teams to repeat in this tournament so it's very hard I I think it's going to be a tough road for Team USA but they like you said they do have a lot of consistency and they're used to playing with each other on a regular basis and I think that will certainly help them a lot even if it takes them a little bit of time to get ramped up I think that Benefits them moving through the tournament that they should peak later, whereas Canada might peak earlier.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of continuity there for sure.
1: For me, some of my favorite aspects of the tournament are not on the ice in terms of the hockey, there's some just fun cultural traditions of the tournament. Mm-hmm. And so I like that they give, like, player of the game awards, you know, to, in every game. Now, do you and know like...
0: what they're giving? Do you know what they're giving this year? No. What is it? So I used to laugh because a lot of years they would give, like, an electric razor, right? And these guys could barely grow a beard, most of them, unless you're from Finland. Um, and so now this year they have painted hockey sticks. And they're going oh, wow. to give the, those to the players of the game. And I think they commissioned like, I don't know, something like 150 of them or something like that. Um, So I think that's good. That's something where, you know what? That's, you know, you can hang that in your room. That's nice. You can put that, you know, in your den if you want. That's a good thing. Because honestly, how many of them do you think kept those razors? They probably all gave them to their dads, right?
1: Yeah. I I think, you know, for me, some of it is the uh, pageantry and it's the you know, the goal songs and the horns. The horns are always super loud. Yeah. And, um, you know, the penalty song that they had one year, which got, you know, it was like an earworm for everybody. Yes. You know, especially when you have, like, a game that's a blowout, you know, it's like 11 to 2 or something, and you hear that same goal song, like, over and over again. <laughs> it's yeah, weird.
0: I'm, I'm one of those guys. It's like, I get... I, I I get a little loopy with that stuff, but I do like the 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 way the crowd is. It gets infectious, even if you're there covering it as media. It's fun uh, when you interview guys. This is like the biggest moment in their lives for most of them, and so they you know they're very like excited to to talk and really honestly. I tell you, I tell people there are players that will play harder in this then guys will in the Olympics.
1: I believe it. I absolutely believe it. Well, uh, we are going to wrap up coming up next with our gritty thing of the week and a couple little holiday notes. But to watch the World Junior Tournament, again, it's on the NHL network in the States. I'm sure it's everywhere in Canada. Apologies.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's on... It's on TSN and TSN,
1: Canada. right, right. They had so, they had
0: Bobby they had Bobby Margarita on the coverage there.
1: Oh right, that'll be fun for them. And uh, yeah, and the first game for Team USA is on Sunday versus Czechia. So tune into that. And uh, I feel like a little uncomfortable. I gotta say, like betting on children, but I think for grown up sports, if you're gonna bet. Uh, bet online is the place to go it has you covered all season long with more props odds and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs bet online is your number one spot for all the sports action this season head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Russ. So, let's have a little bit of holiday fun before we depart for the weekend and I was just like thinking about some of the, you know, Christmassy things that you do and, you know, you watch traditional movies or like for me, you have Chinese food. Just thinking about it in terms of the flyers, I have a few questions about the flyers related to Christmas. So who on the flyers is your ghost of Christmas past, present and future? Uh, I'll,
0: I'll stay optimistic and say it's Claude Giroux. For all of them? For all of them. He's wow. been there long enough. What's it, 15 years? So, yeah. He's his own era at this point.
1: That is a fair point. I had not really thought about it that way. Um, yeah, I think I would split it up a little bit. Like, the ghost of Christmas past for me is Chris Pronger because okay. he is a an elite, you know, star player that made a huge impact on the team, but... Um, got injured, and you saw the fallout from that in terms of what the Flyers' defense has been over the past you know X number of years since he's left. And I think you know it is a harbinger of something. I, I don't know what, but it is a harbinger, <laughs> right? Um, the ghost of Christmas present is Travis Konechny. Okay. Because he is kind of where he should be starting to peak. And so he is kind of the, the bellwether or the canary in the coal mine of of this team. And I think that he's like what you watch to kind of evaluate where the Flyers are right now. Mm-hmm. And then the ghost of Christmas future is Elliot DeNoye. I like that. Yeah. Which we've talked about a lot on this episode. So I think, you know, that's kind of how I look at the Flyers. Okay. Okay. Who on the Flyers do you think still believes in Santa Claus?
0: I have to say I think it's Joel Farber. <laughs> I do. I've interviewed him enough and and he he's he's got a fun nature to him. Uh I just have a feeling his parents never told him. So I think it's Joel Farrabee.
1: That's a pretty good one. Yeah, I was like thinking it might be Oscar Limblom cuz I okay. just he he's like got that innocence to him in a he way. He does. But Farber is a good one too. I like that. All right, last uh, Christmas question. Who on the flyers do you know like right off the bat what you're going to buy for them as a gift? And then who do you just go with a gift card because you have no idea?
0: I would say uh, Claude Giroux, a sweater. As he's getting older, he seems to be a sweater guy now. So that would be an easy one. And then as far as the gift card, I'm going to say Travis Connecting because I really have no idea what he's thinking most of the time.
1: (laughs) For me, I know like Ivan Provorov, I would get something for the dog. Yep. Cuz that's that's, good. that's an easy one and I think it would be appreciated like maybe some antlers for the dog or mm-hmm. like a sweater for the dog, something like that cuz you know Drake it looks like he would uh, be game for any of that stuff.
0: Although he has a team of people to get that for him, but yeah, sure.
1: Well, yes. And then for a gift card? I am think Ristolainen, because, like, I, I've, not, I've got nothing. I don't know anything. <laughs> like, he just has this, like, face that you just cannot read anything.
0: I mean, maybe beer of the Month Club, but if not, I'd say gift card for him.
1: Yeah. All right, wrapping up with our gritty thing of the week. You were not here last week when we had part one of the Stolen Wreath Saga, Russ, Mm-mm. but I don't know if you've caught up on the story since then. I have end. not. Yeah. So it's actually made sort of the national hockey news, um, feel-good story news, national news. I mean, I did see one
0: picture about it, and I didn't quite understand. I'll be real honest. uh,
1: This couple in South Philadelphia, um, Flyers fans, uh, one of them made a custom gritty wreath and put it on their door. It was amazing. It got stolen. (laughs) And of course. so the, they put like a posting on their local community group on Facebook, I think, to, you know, say that it was stolen and maybe somebody could get it back. And then uh, Stephanie Farr posted it on Twitter and then it just kind of went a little viral and, you know, people were upset about it and, you know, they made a replacement one, but they still like wanted to find out. Then Gritty got involved. And was was like, I will cake anybody who stole this. Let us know who did it. They actually arranged for this lovely couple. Unfortunately, they did not get to go to the game, but they had gotten tickets for the game against the Caps that got postponed. Then Gritty delivered a replacement wreath that was massive. They put it on like the side of the house. Okay, um, up from the second floor, it's really nice um but the the original one, I think, is still the best. It was just so well done with giant googly eyes and the orange tinsel and, and so we everything. still
0: don't know where the other one is.
1: We don't but um but I think you know even though there's you know still you know what it is. about it it
0: it's hanging it's like some social club that's in <laughs> South Philly that they go and play pool and drink beer once a week. That's where it's hanging, I guarantee it.
1: I, I do wonder where it is, and I hope whoever has it feels very, very bad. They should. Um, there's a full story about it on ESPN. Um, there's some TikToks about it from the wreath maker, and uh, then there's a post on Instagram from Gritty uh, when Gritty went to visit them to deliver the replacement wreath. It's, it's all lovely that'll do it for today's show. We'll be back again next week. We're going to follow up with World Juniors as it happens. We have our nemesis of the week on Monday. And, you know, we're going to play it by ear and see how it goes and see if we actually have games next week. But uh, if we do, we'll be sure to be recapping them for you as well. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send us in your mailbag questions via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers, or you can email us at lockdownflyers@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at r That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M.
0: I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y.
1: You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. It's hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Have a great Christmas to all who celebrate and a fantastic holiday week ahead.